Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Hey there, awesome. Welcome to another episode of the C Word Podcast. Now, this episode will be going out on a pretty big day for me because on Monday, the 3rd of October, 2022, doors open for my Creative Value Incubator. And to be honest, this program has been like 24 years in the making. Yep, that's how long I've been in the creative industry and I've been running my own business for close to eight years of that. And I'm pretty blumming excited. Now, I appreciate this may not be quite as exciting for you, but whilst it might not be like Christmas morning for some, if you knew what this will do for your creative business, you might just do a small shimmy and maybe a little understated air punch about it. Because if the right kind of growth for your creative business is on your radar, then Maybe just imagine for a sec, you're working with clients who love and value your work because we all want that. You're making money rather than working all the hours and wondering where it all went. You manage your time rather than feeling pressured by demanding clients. You know and prioritize what's important rather than feeling overwhelmed by what to do next because to be honest everything is screaming urgent and it can feel like that sometimes you feel confident quoting for projects and communicating your value client service feels organized and easy not like a creativity drain and you feel in charge of your creative process not that the project or the client is dictating to you that is what i want every creative business to look like so if you're intrigued by that You can go and find the link in the show notes for the Creative Value Incubator, or you can just visit beckhughes.com forward slash creative hyphen business hyphen incubator to find out all the details. Doors are open for just over a week, so don't sit on your hands with this one. Now, recently I asked in my stories, my Insta stories, what my community wanted to hear about from me. Because it's always good to ask rather than just bang on about everything and anything. I'd rather know what people want to hear from me. And I got lots of great answers, which I'll be talking about over the next few weeks on the podcast and on some Insta Lives. So today I'm going to talk about how to stop your creative and design projects from blowing out. And that's blowing out both in terms of time and in terms of budget. Because when they do, that just means extra cost for someone, either for you or for your client. It breeds frustration and ultimately bad juju, essentially. And we don't want any of those things. So that's one of the biggest things, I think, in any creative situation, whether that be in an agency or when you work solo as a creative, is your projects can often blow out. So the timeline that you think you're going to deliver on and that maybe you share with the client isn't how it ends up. There's always potentially more cost, more money. The budget tends to blow out. And this is not to say that that won't happen. 
But there are some ways that you might try and control that a bit more and alleviate that a bit more. So that's what I want to share today is some of the things that you can do to try and get a better outcome with the client. Because of course you want a great creative outcome, but you want the process to feel good for you and feel good for the client. So if they end up having to spend more, which they hadn't really anticipated or they weren't expecting, or if it ends up taking much, much longer and they don't really understand why, then they might get the great creative outcome, but they still might feel a little bit like the process was a little bit painful. So let's talk about some of those things that that we can do to try and alleviate that. Now, I think one of the main reasons that budget blows out is essentially because those involved don't have realistic expectations. So the expectation on the budget versus the deliverables and the expectation on the timeline versus the deliverables. So what's required versus how long it's going to take is sometimes off. It's skewed. So it's really important to make sure that that communication is really clear. So that's a kind of overarching theme, I think, is that idea that people have unrealistic expectations about how long it's going to take or how much it's going to cost. Or if they ask for more things, that it's going to cost more, and maybe they don't expect that. So I've got a couple of things. The first thing is what you need is a really detailed scope. And I sometimes feel like I'm like a broken record on the scope thing. But this one for me is so, so important. It's something that I learned in particular working in creative agencies, because in bigger agencies, I feel like they're quite strict on being really clear on your scope when you're working with clients, being really nailed down on what the client will and won't get. So I think that's such an important one when it comes to stopping things from blowing out. If everyone's really clear at the start of the project, what they're going to get, but also what they're not going to get, then I think that alleviates some of that lack of clarity or that unrealistic expectation. A project can blow out when in your head you're going to deliver X, but in the client's head they're going to get something completely different. And then they might start asking you for more and it wasn't really clear whether or not they were going to get it. So you feel like it's a gray area. So then you start doing more. And then before you know it, the budget's blown out or you're ending up investing more than the budget reflects because you don't feel like you can charge the client or the timeline blows out because you hadn't allowed time to do all this extra stuff. So being like super detailed in the scope from day one is a huge huge game changer. And what I mean by that is not, let's take a branding project, for example, or a logo project identity. You might say at the end of this project, you'll get all of your high res logo files, but that's not a detailed scope. A detailed scope is you will get all the versions of your logo that's black and white, single color, with and without tagline in all of these different file formats as a JPEG, as a PNG, as a vector file. So you're really clear, you're almost specifying exactly how many logos they're going to get. So that's what I mean by a detailed scope, getting really clear. If you're if it's photography, then how many images are they going to get? Are all those images going to be heavily retouched or is it just what we used to call dust and scratches but we haven't gone in and removed a bra strap or removed a you know nasty plug in the background we're not going to do those things so again being really clear on the scope 
So that's the first thing. The second thing is, I suppose, linked to that, which is being really clear on the process. And I'm going to use an example here. We're having some work done at our house at the moment. And the builder, who is amazing and lovely, can I just say, but his strong point is not managing our expectations ahead. So he probably knows the process. He's super clear on the process. But what he isn't doing, because we've never done this before, is letting us know exactly what the whole process looks like and what the time frame is for all of that. So really, we're just essentially going through the project hand to mouth. This is the next step, but we don't know what comes after that. And then we don't know what each, how long each of those steps will take. Therefore, we've got no sense of when it's all going to be finished. We've got an idea, but we're not super clear. And I think the same applies to any creative project. Helping your client to understand the full extent of it. What are all of the steps that they're going to go through? When will there be expectations on them to do something? So at what point will they need to be in a meeting or will they need to set aside time to give feedback? Being really clear on the steps, because just broadly saying, well, we do a discovery call and then I develop concepts and then we deliver the final files. That's that's a bit broad. There are so many other little steps within that that you can share with the client that I think helps both the creative be much clearer on what the time frame is and definitely helps the client and helps manage their expectations because they're not expecting what sounds like a really simple process to be done and dusted in three weeks when you know it's more like three months. So just sitting down and really in much more detail than maybe you have, stepping through each and every little stage. The next part, and this kind of, again, leads on from that, I think, is timelines. So the way I work with my clients is at the start of a project, when the client signed off that brand strategy process, I know exactly what steps are involved and I lay out a timeline for them. And because I work in packages, I'm fairly clear. It's sort of the same time frame, more or less, each time for different packages. And it's every single thing that's going to need to happen, including when they will need to set aside time for feedback, when they're going to get stuff to, to review, when we're going to need to have meetings, when I'm going to be working on stuff. It's all laid out. And then the client approves that timeline. So that's part of that initial process that they see it, understand it. As part of the onboarding, very often I'll talk them through it. And then once that timeline's agreed, I lock it into my scheduling system. I use ClickUp, some people use Asana, some people use a spreadsheet, whatever you choose to use, but I lock it in. So I know what time I need to allocate when and what I need to do. So that really clear timeline, it can be helpful because I think sometimes it pushes you to be more realistic about how long things take. Because sometimes when you're at the start of a project and you look at it and you sort of think, well, well yeah, I can do that in, let's just say, three, four weeks. But actually, if you broke it down into a timeline and you saw the points where the client's going to need some time to review and you might build in a bit of fat as well, where things might slow up, you might incorporate times when clients are on holiday. I've got a client at the moment and at the very start of the project, I sent her the timeline. She's like, oh, actually, I'm on holiday for two weeks of that. So I won't be able to respond with feedback. Brilliant. We know that. So we redid the timeline and incorporated that. So no one's disappointed at the end when the deadline that was never communicated, but everyone assumed isn't met. 
everybody understands what needs to happen when. And it also means that then you can preempt and lock in things up front. So problems arise when you're trying to organize a meeting with a client because you're ready, you want to present the work, for example, but they're not available. But you you didn't preempt and get that meeting locked in the diary way back when. So that's another thing that really helps. A timeline can help you see when those meetings need to happen. So you can lock them in well in advance and everybody knows what and when. So that's the other thing, a really clear timeline that is really, really detailed. And then part of that that I've sort of alluded to or touched on is allowing plenty of time for feedback and review. I think this is one of the areas where things blow out the most in projects is clients aren't necessarily prepared for how long it's going to take them to review and feedback on something. So, for example, I would take a website. So if you're a copywriter and you produce copy for a website, that can sometimes be 2,000 plus words for you know a medium-sized website. It's going to take the client a fair bit of time and maybe a couple of goes to be able to sit down, go through that, review it, and give feedback. If you allow them a day and they're not expecting it, one day it turns up in their inbox and you ask them for feedback and they haven't set aside that time, that's going to slow things down and that's going to be an unexpected delay. By being realistic and letting the client know how much time has been allocated for feedback and making sure they're comfortable with that and they understand what's involved. And again, that's kind of part of the onboarding process. They understand, well, you're going to get a document. It's going to have 2000 words in it. And that's going to take you a bit of time to read and review and maybe reread. Being really clear on that and allowing a bit of fat and extra time for revisions and a bit of back and forth. I think really serves the project well in the long term. The other thing, again, it's a key thing and it's easy to let it let it lapse when you're in the thick of a project and there's lots of things flying around and you're busy and you've got lots of things happening. But really good regular communication with the client can make all of the difference. If it's been more than a week on a project and you haven't had any contact with the client, then that's definitely too long. So as a minimum... I would say that you probably need to set yourself a weekly check-in to let the client know where things are at. Just check in, make sure that they're okay with everything. If you are waiting for their feedback, give them a little prompt to make sure they haven't parked it for later and then forgotten about it. So I really think that the onus is on us as the creative and the project owner, if you like, to keep that communication open and keep it regular. And just make sure we're constantly letting the client know where things are at. I'm just checking in with you. I'm working on your project at the moment. And you're going to get the concepts or you're going to get the revisions on this date. And then it would be really great if you could do X. So keeping those lines of communication open all of the time really helps to keep things on track. Because a client can easily park something and get distracted and then forget that they needed to get back to you. And then the other thing is something to consider and some creatives do it I've got it in my terms and conditions but I don't think I've ever actually used it but that is penalties for delays so I don't think it's something that any of us necessarily want to use but it can be a good motivator to keep a client on track particularly if they are starting to let things go not necessarily perhaps respecting your time 
and ensuring that they get back to you and understanding the impact if they don't get back to you. So having those penalties in place is more of an incentive (laughs) than maybe it is something that you will enforce, but it definitely does help. And it does protect you because if you're using that timeline method that I use, where you're locking your time away, potentially, and you've locked time away and then suddenly you didn't get the feedback, so you can't use the time, but you've got nothing else that you can do with that time, then that's affecting you. That's for affecting your productivity when you could have perhaps started another project that you put pushed out or you could be doing something else. So it does have an impact on you. Therefore, I think the penalty is a protection for you as well and your cash flow, essentially. And then finally, I think it's important to hold yourself accountable in the process as well, making sure that you stick to the timeline, that part of your routine even is every day to check in. What are my deliverables today? What should I be doing? What's in Asana ClickUp? Because sometimes I think it is, those things can slip and you can think, oh, I don't feel like doing that today. I'm going to get onto that project tomorrow instead. And before you know it, things have drawn out a little bit more than you wanted or you haven't stayed on top of communicating with the client because you know that if you do (laughs) you might get feedback you didn't want or you're then going to have to action something you're busy with other things so holding yourself accountable maintaining the energy throughout the project so even at those really when you're in the trenches I think every project has got a trench period (laughs) if that's a thing where things can seem really intense where there's a lot of work there's a lot of stuff flying around there's a lot of discussion where you're explaining things to the client maybe getting them over the line a bit more where the project can feel like hard work and I think that's just par for the course for any creative project it can feel like you're walking through a bit of sludge at times to keep it moving but keeping your energy up through that and making sure that you are responsible for keeping the momentum going all the way through the project I think really makes a difference when you feel your energy dipping or you know and particularly when that talk starts to come in of this project's a nightmare or the client's not getting back to me when that sort of negative talk starts to kind of creep in because you're in the trenches try and set that aside and try and bring back the energy to go nope we're going to keep going this is where we're at this you know this is part of the project I'm going to get back in touch with the client I'm going to get them back on time so that can again can help to ensure that you stay on time that you stay on budget I think the other thing when it comes to communicating with your client is if things are going to blow out because things do blow out yeah, this is not to say that that will never happen, but there are obviously things you can do to stop it from happening or try and le- alleviate it. But if things are looking like they're going to blow out, don't sit on it. Don't keep it a secret. <laughs> don't kind of put your head in the sand and hope that no one will notice. Let the client know as soon as you can. So preempt if they're asking for something that's out of scope. Let them know straight away. Absolutely, I can do that extra thing, but it is out of scope and it's going to be this much more in terms of budget and it's going to add this much time to the project. But don't wait. Definitely don't wait till the end of the project and put it on the invoice when they had no idea that that extra cost was coming. So this really comes down to that prompt communication. So like I said, you can't stop it from blowing out sometimes. And of course, the client, it's a good thing if they're asking for more things, perhaps if they're extending the scope sometimes, but make sure you jump on it straight away and communicate how that impacts the project overall. 
So I hope that's helpful. There's a quite there's a couple of things there, but like I said, I think a lot of it comes down to unrealistic expectations. So the main question to ask yourself is how do I make sure everybody is crystal clear on the expectations of this project? How do I make sure we're all on the same page? Everyone understands exactly what the scope is, what it does and doesn't include. Everybody's really clear on the process and the steps that they understand that this isn't a really simple three-step process and they're going to have to feedback once that maybe there's a bit more to it than that. So making that really clear, being really consistent with your communication, making sure you're constantly checking in with the client, maybe thinking about the penalties as a bit of a motivator and keeping yourself accountable, keeping yourself motivated and committing to making sure that the client is doing what they need to do, but you're doing what you need to do too. So good luck with it. Thanks for listening in. I'll chat to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.